0: Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back with another episode, and you are in for a real treat today because I have one of my favorite people in compliance, Carrie Penman. She is the Chief Compliance Officer and Senior Vice President, Advisory Services at NAVEX Global. And she was one of a group of authors of a NAVEX white paper, but her contribution was an article entitled The Cost of Incivility in the Workplace. So, Carrie, with that incredibly long-winded introduction, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today.
0: Thank you, Tom. It's so great to be with you. I really appreciate this opportunity to chat about this topic.
1: So, Carrie, this was a part of a NAVEX global ebook, not a white paper, I should say, entitled 10 Ethics and Compliance Trends for 2019. The thing that struck me was no one really talks about civility, not only as a compliance issue, but also a cultural issue. So, if I could perhaps start with what led you to write this article?
0: That's a great question, Tom, because I've been thinking about this, you know, this year marks 25 years for me in the ethics and compliance space. And as you know, my first ethics role was at Westinghouse Electric Corporation. And I used to joke then, but it wasn't really a joke, that my legacy there was going to be mismanners. And it really came down to the fact that I realized and learned that so many people don't have a good understanding of The fact that how you say something is as or more important than what you say. And I spent many, many hours coaching employees who called me with a concern or a question, particularly related to relations with their boss or their coworkers, and had this concern and they hadn't worked it out. And I would often coach them to go back to that individual and talk to them. And I found myself saying more often than not, it's Probably not a good idea to approach the discussion by starting out with "Listen, you jerk face," and it really was about talking to people about manners and you know think about what it's like to be on the receiving end of the message that you have to deliver, and how would you want that to be said to you and The shame of it is it I don't think it has changed or improved, and in many ways, I think it has gotten worse and the truth of the matter is that rude and abusive and harassing, bullying behavior have really been costing organizations big time for decades. You see it in decreased productivity. You see it in the loss of top talent. You see it in loss of innovation. A lot of people will call in sick if they don't want to deal with a particularly abusive individual that they're working with. And it impacts customer service and Everybody says, well, this isn't a compliance issue, and, you know, a lot of the reports that ethics and compliance officers receive over their hotlines are related to HR matters, but many of these can either be or lead to some serious compliance violations.
1: So without revealing too much, Carrie, based upon when you graduated from college, we are at or near the same age, and certainly in my career, it was if not expected it was certainly acceptable to have a very abusive manager but one of the articles you cited in your piece was by your colleague Scott Nelson in a article entitled the era of the jerk manager is over and it really struck me your quote that you pulled from that article which was even if an abusive boss does not cause the company to lose a lawsuit the simply the cost to get there are very high, lost productivity, all of the things you detailed. And if a lawsuit gets filed, the cost to defend it. So when people start to see that, is that one of the reasons that things started to change or are there other reasons?
0: Oh, that's a great question. I think that there's a generation of new employees that have come in and you so delicately raised the issue of our very young age and how long that we've been doing this. And you're right. I think it was accepted and expected that you know it was okay for the boss to be a jerk and you know these days it's just a lot less acceptable and i think you know the course of the discourse in our political environment i think has just raised the issue for so many people i mean we sit back and we listen to how people are talking to each other and it's embarrassing it's disgusting you know, So I think that this kind of behavior and the impact it has on any work environment is becoming front and center on the nightly news. So I really uh, hope that the expectations of the employees have changed and that people know and understand that it's not acceptable. Every company that has a code of conduct and has had the same kinds of words in their code of conduct that, you know, we all had. in. 25 years ago. Treat each other with respect. You know, that hasn't changed. But when people are pushing back and saying that this is not acceptable, I'm hoping that it does change. But it needs to change because it's just so toxic to our cultures and our organizations and our ability to succeed. And I also think that it's something that executives have not taken seriously in the past, and I think that they really don't have a choice now.
1: Carrie, one of the things that struck me about the power of your article was not simply identifying the problem, but you laid out several solutions that corporations can implement and actually just kind of either key takeaways or action steps. And I was wondering if we might be able to spend a little time visiting on those, starting with define and commit to core values.
0: Absolutely. And as I mentioned a few minutes ago, you know, organizations have always had a set of core values. The key word there is to commit to them. And for these values to have credibility with the employees in the organization, we have to have what I call an unwavering commitment to these values. They have to be enforced at all levels, that there aren't special rules for special people, that the top performer gets to be a jerk. You know, the top sales individual, you know, gets to scream at people. And so I think the only way for this to work is for organizations to recognize and discipline for inappropriate behavior because again as I said you know if it's the screaming jerks that are getting the promotions and the raises then that will become the norm of the organization if that's what they embrace and I think everybody knows in an organization who the offenders are and that directly drives cynicism uh, if those behaviors are accepted. We did uh Navex Global did a virtual conference we do one every year and last fall we had a wonderful speaker from Zappos who described in her session some of the ways that they live and enforce their core values and one of them is that they specifically hire and fire on these values and so she mentioned that for example if somebody was flown into town for an interview and they were disrespectful to their driver that person didn't get the job and You know, it's one thing to be aware of how you're treating people when you're managing up, but another to see how you behave with all levels of the organization. So it really comes down to, in terms of the core values, living into them in all aspects of the work that's done.
1: The other thing that really struck me about your article was that you did not simply put it off on the corporation. You did not simply put it off on the manager, whoever that might be. You actually made every employee accountable. And that accountability for someone who's being supervised or under a manager is to be present professionally, personally, emotionally, mentally, and physically, and to treat the manager and the situation with respect. I was wondering if you could give us a few words on why you included that section.
0: Right. And I think that goes back to my mismanners comment, because, you know, employees may have legitimately had a concern or complaint about You know, an interaction or a request from a manager, but it doesn't give anybody the right to be rude or to be a jerk. And it's just basic human civility. And if it's, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. If the boss is being a jerk, that doesn't mean the employee should be a jerk. I think we all need to be accountable for our own behavior. You know, in the end, civility only exists in the interactions between two or more people. And you know, you mentioned the uh, be present professionally, personally, and so on. You know, so many times now you walk into a meeting and I think, you know, people just don't get to know each other that well anymore. And I don't mean, you know, share all your personal secrets, but to certainly be able to say, hi, how are you, you know, and get to know individuals rather than sitting down in a meeting and just picking up your cell phone and reading your text messages and not you know, truly getting to know the people you work with as people, because if you don't know people as people, you may not be as interested in treating them as people. And I just think it really comes down to respect. It's something that I've cared a lot about for a very long time. And everybody is part of the corporate architecture and everybody should be accountable.
1: So, Carrie, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but this has just been a fascinating exploration of a topic that is perhaps so basic that people do not understand not only its importance, but the power it has to make a company a better place to work, have a better culture, but in my mind, more efficient and at the end of the day, more profitable. So thank you for taking the time to visit with me today.
0: Tom, thanks so much for inviting me and allowing me some time to share this topic that's just been so near and dear to me for a long time. So thanks so much and wishing all a really great day. If you're a compliance professional looking for a convenient and effective way to fulfill your continuing education requirements, go to fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses and choose from four hour-long training packages that will keep you current. That's fcpacompliancereport.com courses.